When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. analysis with over 70 years combined experience this is the bob ryan and jeff goodman podcast nba some college a little bit of everything you know what can i say but it wasn't going to happen here with him i was okay with it because it wasn't about talent i didn't think all right let's get right to it welcome everybody to the championship podcast yes it's the finals with bob ryan jeff goodman along with Gary Tangway, brought to you by our partners at Bet Online. They are the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Latest odds, latest sports news and developments, baseball play, baseball, excuse me, basketball finals. Yes, Major League Baseball scores. Get the fights, NLF stuff going on too. Bet Online is your source for all your sports wagering needs, including, uh, well, Vegas casino games and poker games as well. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The game starts, the finals, number one tonight at the time of this recording with Golden State. Guys, just your thoughts overall, and I'll start with Bob, and then I want to break down the – I want to go player by player. <clears throat> Is this the series the NBA wanted? Unequivocally, yes. They'll be able to sell this <clears> – <throat> With history, uh, uh, the Celtics going for 18, the Warriors, the dynasty, the so-called dynasty, I hate to use that word, the team with the best run of the recent years, going for four, for the fourth in the sixth years, uh, the, and, and Boston versus San Francisco, uh, the, the, the bi-coastal is always good. Boston being involved because they are a polarizer. There are people who love them, and all over the world, truly, there are people to be watching this. Oh, I know one old, you know, one, one, somebody I know in Tel Aviv would be glued to the set at, you know, three in the morning, whatever it would be, you know, and, uh, and the Warriors who everybody loves, yep. Yep. nobody yep. hates the Warriors. You might now, unless you, unless you take a, taking a, a dislike to Draymond and you don't like his act overall. Uh, what else is there? Are almost ever, right? Thompson, what a hearts and flowers, missed two full years coming back. Never a bad word said about him to start with, right? Steve Kerr, you know, maybe right-wingers don't like him. Other than that, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's got more elements than any other pairing would have had. Would you agree to that, Jeff? Yeah, and I just still can't believe if you had told the three of us in mid-January that we, we would be doing an <laughs> NBA Finals podcast and talking about your Boston Celtics, huh. 
Like, think about it. Think about where we are, guys. Like, like it still doesn't hit me until, and it may not hit me until, again, the start of the game tonight when we see the Celtics on the floor for the NBA. It just, it, it's, it's unfathomable. We, we got to consider, Garrett and, and Jeff, uh, making sure that all the, uh, the uh, visible elements of proof of our podcast in December and January are destroyed. <laughs> well, because... in, def- in defense of us, trade everybody <laughs> in, in defense of us. Uh, you, Milwaukee, if Milwaukee's hole with Middleton in the playoffs, mm-hmm. is it a different outcome? Who thought right. Brooklyn was going to implode? Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's credit to the Celtics. I shouldn't say, I guess I got to give credit to the Celtics. I didn't, Kyrie, he's the wild card. I didn't think Durant was ready to implode. So when you, when you look at this path that the Celtics had, the way I look at it, it was a good thing they beat Miami because some things fell their way. Yes, of course. Of course. But is Bob said this when I, when I talked about all the injuries coming into the, the postseason for all these teams and, and Bob said like, this isn't that different. There might be more, a few more this year than normal, but every year it is about timing and health and all of that. And, and this year's kind of no different at this point, but you know, again, um, it, it's a cool, especially for us watching it closely, how much it flipped the, the general war NBA world hasn't paid attention to this Celtics team all that closely until, you know, the last month or two. We've paid attention to them all year, and that's what makes this this flip even more special to, to, to watch. And you want to put your finger on why, and we can't even do that. Exactly why. Just what I was going to say. We do not know <clears throat> what, what light, why all these light bulbs went off simultaneously. The only one that doesn't fall in that category that we would discuss uh, if we're talking about Tatum, Brown, Smart, and <clears throat> is the Time Lord. Because with him, it was always about one thing and one thing only. Get on the floor. Stay there. Do, because he, he, he's just doing a, an ex, expansion of what he's done from the time he, he joined the team. He showed us what was – and it, it was like a fantasy. Oh, my God, if this kid – this go back a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. What did Danny do if they found this kid? If this kid ever can stay healthy, he does stuff we haven't had in that position on this team, you know, in a sense, since Russell. And, and that was a whole other world, you know, to start with. No, I think everybody else is, what happened? Why did Tatum suddenly see the light? Why did Brown, why is Smart decide to act like a point guard? Really, really act like a true point I guard? I have the answer. I have the answer. And we never, ever give the coach any credit in the NBA. It's the <clears> coach. It has to be guys. And I want to talk about that for a minute. I want to talk about Doka because getting teams to play defense in the NBA is like getting blood from a rock, getting Marcus smart to change, which I thought was impossible. I thought it was impossible. Still gets a little three happy for me, but overall he's done great. Okay. Getting Tatum to step up and believe in himself, more consistency from Brown, getting these guys to play like a team. I mean, Jeff, we saw it at the end of some games where they actually shared the ball and didn't go one-on-one. It has to be the coach. He got him to mature. He got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to mature. I I think that's the biggest thing to understand. And part of it was, okay, both had gotten paid, right? So it's a little bit easier 
when, when you've already got that second contract to understand that it's not just about scoring anymore. And I felt like with Jason Tatum, especially, he just didn't trust his teammates. He didn't trust them. He was, he was all about trying to score, whether it was ingrained in, in him that he had to score to prove his worth or that he just didn't trust those other guys on the team because they hadn't made shots enough. Marcus Smart, Grant Williams certainly hadn't proven himself, right? I mean, Al was, you know, back here for, for another stint. The last time with Al, you know, people don't want to say it, but it, it's true. You know, part of the reason Al wanted out last time was because the chemistry sucked because a certain guy named Kyrie was in the locker room. So, you know, I, I think it starts with Ime and, and figuring out how to get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to, again, play together and share the ball with one another, move the ball overall, and just mature and understand, like, it's not just about you. It's about the team. If, if the team does, and, and man, what better resource to have than now to show them, hey, guys, look at all the attention you're getting. Look at all the praise you guys are getting because you got to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Well, as you were talking, I was thinking about <clears throat> over the years, I identified when it was that Michael Jordan started winning. And they could have won earlier than 1991, <clears throat> I think, really, and uh, it's when he trusted. It's when he learned to share. When he learned, you know, I, I keep saying he would not have made those passes to Kerr and Paxson that won championships in 97 or 8. No chance. He was not making that pass. But he was making that pass by 01, and that's when things turned around for them. And they started winning championships. Okay, so Tatum, you wonder, you know, uh, uh, what, we still don't know how we reached them or what happened behind those closed doors or, or, or why the specific date. After that disaster, was it the Knicks loss was so humiliating that, you know, uh, or what? I don't know what, but it happened. Something happened. that The collective light bulbs went off. Yeah. And, and I still think, just a, a quick note I want to say, we, and we don't have to talk about it at length, but I still think Brad Stevens also deserves some credit here. Um, number oh. one, for stepping back and realizing that he couldn't do the job, but also how he assembled the team. I think Stevens deserves a little shout out. Oh, draft day. Draft day, you know, we didn't realize, I mean, I didn't realize what the impact was going to be. Then again, I didn't know a damn thing about Derek White. Nothing. I didn't, right. I barely knew he existed. I had to go look it up. Oh my God, he scored 15 a game last year. I didn't know that. He's scoring 14 this year. I didn't know that. Anyway, you know, I didn't know about his whole scope of what he could do. Didn't know that at all. And uh, <clears throat> we all knew about Tice, you know, with Tice is what Tice is. And, and, and he, there's certain matchups where he's valuable and certain matchups where he's, he's going to be a DNP. I think he can get into this series. I don't think he, more than he could the last one. Anyway, that, that helped. And, and, you know, just that, that was very important. Yes. And bringing it back out, let's start with that. You sure. know, I mean, we all, I mean, I don't, honestly, truly, did you just shrug? I did. Yes. I just yes. shrugged. Oh, nice guy. Good guy. Good career. I'm scratch my head. I said, you know what we all said, you know what we all said? <laughs> How can we get Al's salary off the books a year from now? Because it's not a, it's not fully guaranteed next year. So, I can't wait till we can get rid of Al, you know, <laughs> next year and we'll eat part of his contract and then we can clear the books. Remember at that point, it was like, yeah. can we clear the books of everybody else before Derek White, they've made the trade and maybe they could trade Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. That's what I was saying was, and bring on Brad Beal in addition to, to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then just fill out the roster with like minimum salary guys. Yeah. Well, what about yeah, the way this, the, the, this is my concern with this series. 
But the way this team has played, and what I think is remarkable with this Celtic team is their perseverance. I mean, they really do come back. They can stink out the joint one night, Bob, and the next night they put it behind them, and it's like it never happened. Now, can they afford to do that against the Warriors? Well, I mean, afford. I mean, you'd say it's not as a good uh, approach, but they, but I'm not going to go, you know, out of my mind if they lose game one, even if they lose game one by 20, uh, you know, because I'll give them one more chance. I'll, I'll be willing to extend that benefit of the doubt based on what we've seen in this postseason. I want to say something at the outset, speaking strictly as a fan here. I'm strictly as a guy sitting, used to sit in section 62, row A seats one and two, which I did for 22 years when I wasn't covering games. Okay. I can, I'm at peace already if they lose to the Warriors. The only way I wouldn't be is if they have a 3-0 lead and lose, okay? Truly, seriously. I was at peace before the Milwaukee series, losing to them. I was at peace before Miami. I was not at peace before the Nets series. I did not want to lose to the Nets, the dastardly Nets. No, I, would, I don't want to lose to Kyrie. I don't want to lose to Durant. Durant. I, I, so, but from then on, I, I only ask you, I don't ask Jeff, I don't ask anyone listening or any fan out there reading the paper, whatever, uh, to, 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 I'm not telling you what to feel, but I'm playing with mental house money. I have been since the end of the uh, net series and that won't change. I have so much respect for golden state and admiration for them. Yeah. And all the way liking for them. I, 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 they're so easy for me to root. How for can them. you not like them? How can you, now the only thing I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Bob, but I think Steph has become less likable with all his celebrations and not to me, not to me. I love Steph. I've known Steph. <clears throat> I, I think he, he's, he's the most humble, real down to earth NBA superstar there is who hasn't changed that much over the years, but, but the people that are watching him now and the wiggle and right. he, he, listen, he does a lot after every three now, like he, he, he does a lot of celebrating, a lot of showmanship that he never did early on in right. his career. He does stuff he didn't do before. Right. That's true. All right, I'll give you that. Okay, so I can see that. But I, I he hasn't lost me, though, but I understand that. Me yeah. either. Um, me either. Um, anyway, um, to me, this is a, 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 a no stress for me, you know, uh, I, unless the Celtics. House totally, money. It's all house unless, money. Unless they totally stink up the joint, right. you know. And they're not going to get swept. But it's also, I agree with that. And, and, and I'm the one who probably was on your side completely a couple weeks ago. I agree with that. But I also say, yes, they're playing with house money. But this could be the best opportunity they ever have. Because, again, it's Steph Curry's 34. Clay's played 30 right. games in the last two-plus years. Draymond is a one-way player. Wiggins, I don't trust at all mentally. You know, Wiseman has been hurt. He he's not out there, and he should be out there. I think if they had a healthy Wiseman, man. Oh, okay. You were having a different conversation. I agree. So I, I just feel like yes, I agree. You're playing with house money, but who knows how the landscape in the NBA changes? How quickly it changes? Right when Rich Paul held out Anthony Davis, and then AD went with LeBron. And they teamed up. We don't know who else could team up this offseason. Sure. I don't see a super team coming. But if it does, we this year, there was no super team. There's right. nobody who's got more than two stars. So Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown could match up against any duo because right. there wasn't a trio. 
Well, you also have to look at, and Bob made a very good point about the fact that there are injuries every year, but also things lined up well for the Celtics. So you don't know when you're going to get back again. We're not dealing with a dynasty either way, even from Golden State's perspective. You know, who knows? Maybe Memphis gets there next year. Maybe Phoenix shows up next year. There are no more assurances. But now let's talk about the rosters. Okay, Bob. Who's the best player on the floor? Steph Curry or Jason Tatum? Oof. Well, until proven otherwise, you, you got to go with the, you know, you got to say you 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 got to yeah. you got to say Curry uh, by a, a thin uh, by a margin uh, based on who he is and what he's done and and he's been there and to the mountaintop and 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 excelled uh, on route to getting there. Um, yeah, he's done it. So Jason, this is a proving ground for Jason. Yet another exam. This is another exam. He's passed the exam so far, and and but there's one more. This is the 2022 final exam, you know. Right. And, and so and that, no Durant. In that sense, you know. But uh, I like the fact that uh, I don't see uh, unless they think that Draymond Green's going to guard him, uh, I, which I don't see. It's got to be Wiggins more for the most part, and, and uh, I guess uh, you know I like that matchup a lot, you know, for him. I don't see Wiggins deterring him anyway. Do you? Jeff, I don't see that happening. So here's my, my, my deal with Wiggins is I've never trusted him because I've seen too much of him. <clears throat> I've seen too many disappearing acts for Andrew Wiggins, especially in the defensive end. In fact, he, he's been, for what he should have been, he, it's been a joke how bad he's been defensively for what he should have been. Now, he's finally starting to be that guy, and people are now heaping praise on him because he's been really good defensively with Golden State. I mean, listen – Athletically, talent-wise, Andrew Wiggins could pose problems for Jason Tatum. He absolutely could. I just don't know if, if I trust Andrew Wiggins still to the point where, like, in the NBA Finals with all this pressure on him. Now, he's played to the level of his competition well over the years, but that's AU basketball. That's, you know, college at Kansas. Now he's playing in a game that really, really means something with the eyes of the world on him. I'm just not sure I completely trust him against Jason Tatum. Now, Gary, the matchup, I think, where the Celtics could conceivably have a, a significant athletic edge, and assuming this will be the matchup, is, is Jalen Brown versus Clay Thompson. Because Clay Thompson yeah. is not exactly what he used to be. Uh, he's, he's, he's been injured too much, uh, and he's, he's getting up there. And, and Brown's at the actual you know, peak athletic ability in mid-20s. Uh, and, and he's got a, a, a vast, a, a lot of experience already. I just think that's a tough, that, that could be a very beneficial matchup overall. I mean, I'm not saying Thompson won't go off and get 30 some night, but overall, I do think that in the long run, that, that could be one where they could have a, a, a reasonable edge. What do you think about that, Jeff? Because that was my next yeah, question, I, Brown versus Clay. I mean, listen, you guys know how I feel about Jalen, like in, in, any better in the half court he scares the hell out of me every time he puts the ball in the deck that's the problem just and that's that's justified it's justified now again will golden state play him the same way that miami did every time he put the ball on the floor they were swiping at him and it got in his head he lost his confidence driving to the basket um he kind of got it back at the end for the final game in game seven but for the most part he was tentative. He, he knew every time he put it on the floor, they were coming. Um, so I just wonder yeah. if he gets off to a good start, 
and his confidence is up game one, I, I think then he, he's a different player. But he's got to be smart also. He's just got to be smart in how he plays in the, in the half court in terms of not penetrating into crowds. Um, yeah. it, 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 got worse. it got worse and worse. It was awful. Yes. And, and Hard and to, to watch. The point, to the point where you're, you're saying – he damn well better do some ball handling drills in the offseason. He does somebody's got if he doesn't know it doesn't himself. Doesn't matter. Bob, he's been doing them. The biggest problem, and, and I've heard this, and I don't know if you have forever also, but you know, I hear it obviously with the NBA draft and guys coming out of college who are who are not great shooters. Jalen Brown was not a very good shooter, but the NBA people will always say, like, if you're gonna work, which Jalen Brown did on your shot, <clears throat> it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. You can work in your handle all you want. Generally, it's not going to get much better. Your handle is your handle. Your court vision is your court vision. Your instincts are your instincts. The one, the one thing that you can get better on is, is your perimeter shot. And again, give Jalen Brown credit because if he didn't have that right now, he'd be in a whole world of, of, of trouble. Okay, guys, yeah. in, the, in the past with the finals, we have seen the Andre Iguodala's. We have seen the Bill Waltons, we have seen the X Factor. Uh, give me an X Factor either way, either team. We talked about the big oh. stars. Who could come out of oh. nowhere and surprise I, I'm Well, come out of nowhere. I, I'll tell you what guy worries. The whole thing worries me, uh, and that is Jordan Poole. Because the I Southern knew you were Star, going there. The Southern Star, going anything there. like that coming off the bench. I've been crying for something like that for, you know, I mean, their, their answer to coming off the bench and making shots is Peyton Pritchard. That's their only answer right yeah. now. And uh, unless it, you must just say Grant Williams, that's not who surprised us, certainly the way he shoots threes, but you're not going to him to do that. Jordan Poole is an offensive force. Jordan Poole makes them one of the great three-man backcourts I've ever seen in the NBA in terms of offensive proficiency. You know, the one I think of two, I think of the, the, the Bad Boys Pistons with Isaiah Dumars and Vinny, the microwave. And I think yes. of Seattle with Gus Williams, Dennis Johnson, and Freddie Downtown Brown. Let's never forget him. We're talking about great all-time shooters. Jordan Poole has given him a dimension that before the season, who was talking about? Nobody, right? Nobody. Jeff, I mean, no projection. on Nobody. Nobody. Jordan Poole uh, becoming a major, major offensive force, right. enabling him to win games when Curry and Thompson weren't there. Uh, winning, scoring 30 points off the bench in certain nights, that 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 worries me a lot. Um, so uh, that that that's uh, so I wouldn't call that an X factor. That's a very that's an A B C D factor. X factor. Um, I, I don't think do we really have one. I don't I don't think so. Well, let me throw out Rob Williams because health is always the thing. Well, but that, does no, he go I mean, off right. one night? Well, not offensively, but I mean, he could block a half a dozen shots some night. But that that's that's definitely true, and and you know, that can happen. So I'm going to give one. I'm going to give one that nobody's mentioned. Nobody, Kevon Looney uh-huh. for Golden State because yeah. he's got to protect the rim, right? The yeah. Celtics are bigger, they're stronger, yeah. they're more athletic, they're younger. Yeah, Jason Tatum's gonna. I mean, hopefully he's going to take the ball to the basket. Jalen Brown's going to take the ball to the basket. Kevon Looney has been kind of a godsend for them late. Talented, you know, kind of overlooked for the most part. Again, James Wiseman was supposed to be manning down that position right now as a top pick and seven feet and big and long and strong and can run. And Looney's been really, really good lately in the playoffs. And he's going to be in charge of really protecting that rim. Um, And also, nobody's going to be paying attention to him, you know, defensively for the Celtics. 
he's going to be wide open down there. And if he moves well without the ball, he can be, he can be a factor. He's going to be a factor. Trust me. He's going to be a factor because again, he's going to have to deal with the Hortfords and the Tatums and the Robert Williams is on, on the, on the, the lobs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I think Kevon Looney is a name that I haven't heard talked about much at all. And I think he's a huge X factor in the series. Well, he's come on really in the last month or six weeks uh, yeah. completely uh, to become a factor. It's right. He was just in the mix, but now, no, he's significant. He's clearly the starter. That wasn't always the issue, uh, the, the, the case. Uh, just throwing out there uh, a name, just, just go wherever you want. Draymond Green. What comes to mind? I got a good story. I got a Draymond story. I want to hear it. So, you know, I've known Draymond forever since he was a fat, overweight dude at Michigan State uh, and lost all that weight early on. Uh, so uh, he graduates and we're down in New Orleans. It's 10 years ago. 10 years ago, he was a senior, graduates, and I'm, uh, I'm judging a, a slam dunk contest down there in New Orleans. And, uh, and so is he. So we take a car out and it's about 15 minutes away from uh, downtown New Orleans, the Superdome. I forget it was at one of the local colleges. It's the two of us and Pierre Thomas judging the slam dunk contest, the former saints running back. Who's like five, six, he's tiny. Um, and we're, we're, we're driving over and Draymond is so excited. So excited. You know why he's getting paid 500 bucks, uh, 500 bucks well, for this, for to judge a slam dunk contest, 500. It was like $500 to Draymond was like, uh, you know, probably sure. 50 grand. No, probably more now. Probably a million dollars to him right now. Don't spend um, it for one place, Draymond. Yeah, <laughs> and remember, I'm sitting in the backseat talking to Draymond and literally giving him a pep talk on like, you know, hopefully you can make a team, Draymond. Hopefully, you know, you're going to make a team this year. Maybe, you'll, you know, you'll be drafted somewhere in, in the second round. And, you know, because back then it, it wasn't positionless basketball. It was, uh, mm. you better fit. You better fit. The, the well, he, he, he didn't fit, but he fit Golden State and kind of their culture and how to use them. And so um, I love Draymond. I, again, I love Draymond because I, I want to listen to him talk, first of all, because he doesn't give a shit. He'll say whatever he believes, which we love as media people, because okay. you're going to get it real for the most part from Draymond. And he's smart and on the court. He just knows exactly who he is and always has. He was a much better offensive player in college, guys. And he just said, you know what? Look, I got Steph. I got Clay. I got these dudes. That's not going to be my role here. I'm going to buy into my role, which is going to be the best damn defender, communicator, um, motivator, emotional spark, all that. And I'll make an open three when they don't guard me. But other than that, it, this is and, all and, about Stephen and Clay. The ball moving, keep yes. the ball moving. That's he right. he uh, he he's the, that he may not get the assist, right. but he keeps the ball moving. Uh, no, he he's so much fun. In my opinion, fun to have in the mix. He's, there's nobody quite like him when you the specific total package in the NBA. When you consider the personality and the, and the skill set right. that he brings, um, you know, uh, I I don't think there's anybody quite like him. I, I love having him around. Now, I he he has. You know, he, he is his enemy. People that think he's a, you know, he, he dirty. Pop, yeah. And he can be, you know, borderline, not just rough, but dirty at times. Uh, you know, and that's, I, I'm sure some people think the same way about smart, although I reject that. I think he's reckless, 
which is how he hurts Clay, which is how he hurt Curry the last time they played. But I don't think he's malicious or has ever done anything willfully malicious on the court. But he he will get into situations that a lot of guys won't physically. Yeah. I'll say that. Re- anyway, Javon Green is a uh, 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 Fun guy to have in the mix is all I can say. I love I that. Mean, Redford is a good term with Marcus with and without the ball at times. Okay, let, I want to talk about home court advantage because the Celtics obviously against Miami had no problem going down, you know, winning on the road. From what I understand, <clears throat> and fellas, you have made it, <clears throat> excuse me, you may have heard differently. The Warriors arena now in San Francisco is not the same as the one in Oakland. The home court advantage is not there. Because Oakland was always a tough place to win. I think the Garden, I think it's a pretty decent, I mean, it should be with the crowd. Sometimes you always don't get it with this team. Do those two facilities play into this at all, Jeff? I'll start with you on this. So I was there. I was in um, the new building right before the pandemic hit. Um, it's huge, man. It, it's beautiful. Um, huge. I went with my daughter to a game we saw them play Phoenix when Phoenix wasn't very good. Um, and Golden State wasn't very good at that point either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how they'll be. And I assume they'll be good in the playoffs. But the one thing is they're hungry because they haven't been good in two years. The Celtics are hungry because they haven't been good, you know, this good in a long time. I mean, obviously they got to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years there, but they did it with a team that had overachieved. Let's be honest. Nobody, nobody thought they had a chance in hell. Oh yeah. And the East was different then. Right. Those teams. Good. So, so the home court doesn't really matter. That's the way I'm seeing it. I don't think that much. I think again, you might have a little more juice at the garden um, than you will in the Bay area forum. It's not like it used to be. I mean, to me, either team can win in either place. It all depends who the ref is. Um, yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, like, I know everybody's making a huge deal out of the fact that Golden State's got all this finals experience and, and, and the Celtics don't. And I agree with that to some extent, but what I'll say is like, you, you really think Al Horford's going to be rattled. You really think Marcus Smart's going to be rattled. <laughs> I don't think Tatum is either. I mean, listen, I've been around him. I've known him for a long time. That's just not him for better or worse. Right. A lot of people are like, I want to see more emotion other than complaining after calls from Jason Tatum. You're not going to. You're just not going to. He's super even keel, very mature. And he's always been that way. Super mature. Um, you know, so I don't really worry about the Celtics that much. I can't believe there's any substantive difference in, in the uh, pressure you feel in the finals versus the conference finals. The, the ability yeah. to get there. And I, I, I know in baseball, this has been established since like, going way back when, when they established a multi-tiered playoff system that the, the uh, ALCS, NLCS, people will tell you, are, are more stressful than the World Series uh, for many people. And I, 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 I think this, that in basketball, it could be at least equal. No, I don't think it, that experience thing isn't going to matter at all. I don't think that will be the issue. As far as the arena is concerned, Gary, I read, you're right. I've read at least two different major takeout stories over the last month about the difference in the two facilities for the Warriors. The lack, the loss of the true home court advantage due to crowd and participation uh, in Oakland versus this place. This is a wine and cheese crowd, quote unquote, they say. Now, for the finals, they might be wrapped up. You know, I can, I'm sure it'll be different and probably better than it's been since they opened the building, quite frankly. So I'm, I'm sure that, 
No, but hey, the Celtics are seven and two on the road in the playoffs. So, uh, right, last exactly. That's my I mean, point. I don't think, you know? I think it was, why? Why do we have to? You know, I don't think it matters that much. I don't think it I, matters. Generally, it's a fact. I just, I don't think it matters. I think you mentioned uh, you want you did mention something. It's always a factor, and 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 I you cannot downplay it, and 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 that is a, a factor of officiating. You know, now, now all I say about that is uh, without any specifics, because I don't have a beat on the officials now the way I used to, uh, the individuals. All I can say is this. Uh, I think an official, the officials are the equivalent in determining the outcome of the average game at any time of a good player. Not a great player, not a superstar, but a good player, because the officials do two things. They determine how the game's going to be played and who's going to play in it. And and it, you know by their they're toots or non-toots, and, and they're important. So it does matter, and it can matter. Damn right it can on any given specific night. Not every night, but some nights. Right. Hey, so do we want to – Do we want before we get to Bob's 1964 story, Jeff, do we want to do predictions? Does yeah, anybody... I think we have to. I, I, we gotta, we I know Bob hates them. I'm, I'm going to – look, I'm going to say it's a competitive series. It goes six. Golden State wins uh, in six, but the Celtics leave with their heads held high in a great future. I'm going to go Golden State in seven. And and again, I hate to do it, but I just, I feel like, again, they've just been there, done that before. Uh, but I just, I can't wait to see how the, the, the young talent and size and strength and athleticism, because we're going to look on the court and be like, whoa, it, it kind of looks like men against boys a little bit, even though. Uh, this Golden State team is is much older. They just don't look the part. Um, so I, I'm going to go Golden State in seven. All right. I mean, as I said, I detest predictions, but just to keep in, along with the fun here, I'm going to say the Celtics will finish the job that began in the middle of January, wow. and they will win this series by in, in, in a dramatic fashion in game seven in the Chase Center. That's there I'm you go. Say. I like it. Bob, you have a 1964 thought. Well, I just said this is the, uh, the uh, 58th anniversary of the uh, uh, previous rematch of the Boston Celtics versus the San Francisco Warriors. And uh, in that series in 1964, just to, to, to uh, turn to give you the way back machine, uh, Wilt, here's what Wilt's numbers were in the season that year. Wilt Chamberlain was the star of the team. Oh, well, he led the league with 36.9 points a game. But he was always second in rebounds with 22.3. You know who was number one, right? Yes. Number six was number one with 24.7 rebounds. Here's the rest of the core group of the Warriors. Guy Rogers, who was number two in the league in assists. Thomas Sherry, the great poet laureate of the NBA. Uh, Wayne Hightower, pride of Overbrook High School. Uh, Al Adels, who was Mr. Warrior of all time. 75, right? coach and GM and, and he's the, the greatest long-term participant of, 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 you know, employee of the Warriors in history and young Nate Thurman, who was the reason why they were willing to trade Wilt the next year. Cause they had that, that great player. Okay. That was their core group. The Celtics that year, um, Havlicek led them in scoring 199 sat, uh, Sam 19, Heine 16, five Russell, 15, a game Satch 11, a game Willie Nalls. 9.8 and KC 8.6. The Celtics won in five. And which game do you think the Warriors won, Jeff, out of the five? Uh, game one. Game three, the most logical game, right? Down 0-2, coming home, yeah. raucous crowd, maybe a home job. I always say, I I, I, I always want to put my money on the, on the team. Three. Uh, game yeah. three, yeah. 
that team if they're down even if they're 0-2, especially if they're 0-2. Okay. Anyway, that's the only time. Now they should have happened one other time, guys. They should have played the Warriors in '76 because the Warriors, oh, right. defending champions, were the best regular season team in the league that year. No one was arguing that. At least of all me watching the Celtics play. And why didn't they get there? Because in the, they, they was upset by the Phoenix Suns, who were 42 and 40 in the regular season, lost the seventh game while Rick Barry pouted. He was in a snit. We don't know why, but he was in a snit. And, and it was a famous line from Al Adels after they lost the game about Rick Barry. And he said, it's really hard to pass the ball to a man who's standing there with his arms folded. <laughs> so that's what prevented the 76 finals from being Boston versus Golden State as opposed to Boston versus Phoenix. Anyway, as we know the rest of that story, Jeff, if that had happened, Bob would have been staying at Paul Westfall's house, hanging out with Pat Riley. (laughs) Absolutely true. I love that story. I love the the part of the story I love is Pat Riley's there. It is my favorite kicker on that story. Riley had nowhere to go, nothing to do, so he hung out (laughs) with the rest of us. All right, guys, great talking to you. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it. Sounds good.